My name is Cyph Morris, and this is This Week in Car Audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, This Week in Car Audio. Tune in, tune in, What we talking about, bass? Talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem you ever found, check your grounds. This show about to start. Start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Most of them last night. I was so mad. That's what our guys had to start doing too, because they were doing live. Welcome up uh, this week in car audio with our guests today, Andrew McCain and Kevin Culler. Robert. Uh, Robert. <laughs> Who, who's Kevin Culler? Is that another competitor? Yeah, yo, yeah. Yeah, longtime okay. competitor. Uh, he was the CRX guy, right? Yes, the green one, the beautiful one. That's right. I knew I remember that. But anyway, so this is Robert Culler. That was him doing one, 170. Uh, can you explain that video to us, sir? Um, first year back out of retirement, thanks to Andrew, of course, and Kurt Nelson, but we, uh, 93 S10, uh, the, the enclosure was in the, in the, actually in the cab, uh, per the rules, um, no blow throughs. Um, and we, uh, we went the first time, popped an amp and did a 686. And this is my rerun, and we always wanted to do a 70. I mean, 170 dB, even though it's in the kick and it's outlaw, it's still a feat that hardly anybody's ever done in USAC, especially out of a stock type of vehicle. And we did it. We popped off 170.7 dB, and it wasn't a fluke. We we backed it. We backed it up before before I got rid of the vehicle. So is that another competitor? That was a, it's still a feat that hardly Where anybody come back. It was it was one of the best memories I've ever had. Cool. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Creamer says that's one ugly dude. Hey, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and or, uh, Jeremy's a great guy. He's uh, yep. he's become a really good friend of mine. Oh, that's awesome. Well, um, yeah. Just so uh, for people that don't know, so you used to live in New Mexico. Um, tell us your little story about moving out to uh, Florida. There. Um, I'll try to be somewhat gentle. Um, went to CES in Vegas and CES uh, show going, right. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Jeremiah Becker's uh, show out there and, and uh, chemo and all those guys were out there and USAC we was going for the uh, outlaw world record. We had it easy. Well, I did my outlaw and I was going to go back and do it my legal run. So mm -hmm. there's doing two records and what had happened is uh, there was a small piece of tape. It was on the back of my, uh, by the back window, and uh, it was caught in a video. I didn't even know it was there. It didn't do nothing. It wasn't, it was literally two inches by two inches. Okay. 
they caught it in the, in the video. After I left the show Monday morning, I got a call from USAC wanting to DQ that run. Um, a, a major competitor um, from another uh, another company okay. uh, complained about it, got me DQ'd. Um, I said, they said, well, we don't have to do the legal because that video, it wasn't there, but on the outlaw run, it was there. I was like, okay, whatever, just DQ both of them. So nobody has to, you know, I don't want no drama in, in that way. So I took the DQ and at that point I decided, okay, this company's based out of Florida. So guess what? I'm going to drive to Florida for spring break nationals and I'm going to kick this person's ass and excuse my mouth and in all orgs that was there. And we did. Um, Actually, I was running Sunday at the time, and Incriminator, uh, Nick, and everybody on the team came together. I, I smoked two subs, just destroyed the cones on them. Mm-hmm. Nick and everybody, Melissa uh, and Neil Barber, those two, and Bo and Gorman, everybody just pulled together and worked on my subs and got them fixed for the next day. And I still came back to win with broken subs. So. That day there, I became an incriminator guy, and I'll never go back. So, uh, just so you know, so back in 2006, I think, World Finals, um, I couldn't remember whose van it was. Uh, it was one of the big guys, um, and uh, we're at World Finals, and I believe Nick was part of this deal. And uh, so, I, you know what? I think it was Riley. As a matter of fact, I think it was um, uh, what's no, the, the Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Riley. And I- Yes. Bobby and they were gone by 07, I think. So I think it was 06. And okay. I believe it was Bobby with the blue van. And he had all the, he had like 14 12s or 10 12s or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, he smoked every sub on a run and tied. So you have five minutes in DB drag, then you have to rerun. And I'm not kidding you, there was a conveyor belt of people with subwoofers. And in that five minutes, they got every sub swapped out, wired, and playing before his next run. Holy smokes. I went I went through something very similar uh-huh. at uh, 08 Finals, mm-hmm. the first time I had met you, Doug. Uh, <laughs> but that's another story. Yeah. So, I mean, so people do that in the lanes. Um fall through help uh nick great guy i've known him since 2002 ish uh from incriminator uh nick right there nick's really good guy i knew him before he even had a girlfriend i don't think i don't even think he was had a girlfriend at that time um (laughs) well before he met his wife and was married and all that uh you know i don't know if you guys know but nick used to be a um a wrestling judge uh, a referee for like uh, pro wrestling on tv type thing Yep, WWE or WWF, whatever it is. Yeah. I think it's what it was back in the day. Yeah. So he used to do Really? That. Yes, sir. <laughs> that kind of wrestling. That kind of wrestling. You are correct, sir. Wow. Um, so, but yeah, no, that's, uh, like I said, so I've seen people come together in the lanes and do that. Um, uh, you know, there's always the one room at World Finals where everybody takes all their stuff and there's somebody... You know, poor guys just sitting there all night long, freaking clamping woofers and reconing at World Finals, right? Yeah. So, um, which is cool. Hey, anybody that's watching this right now, if you don't mind, uh, share it to whatever pages you want. Um, if you could, please. 
share it to whoever. I don't share, I only share it to the DB Drag page and the Sonic FX page. But if you're sitting here watching this right now, um, please share it to whatever base head page you're involved in. Uh, let's try and get this thing to grow. Also, we got other great news. I am now, you can download the audio only part of the podcast at, um, at iTunes, or you can also do it at iHeartRadio. So just look up uh, This Week in Car Audio. So, hey, Gabe Sanchez. There's a good name. I'm going to have him on the show one of these times. Yes, please do. Uh, I will. Gabe's a great fella. I I mean, you know, um, known him since, what, Power Base days? Is that where (laughs) I met him, I think? So, yeah, he's been a big part of Andrew's uh, career and whatnot. Huge part. Yes. So, hey, so why don't you, um, Mr. Rob, why don't you come through and tell us about, um, you know, uh, your evolution into car audios, you know, how did you start and whatnot? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I believe it was, I know it was in the mid nineties. I can't remember. It's, it's I've slept since then. <laughs> Manchester, New Hampshire. The first show I seen was actually in Salem, New Hampshire. And I remember Shaker art was oh, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bunch of the other guys, old school guys. And that's what did it. I hadn't Fakuda. Yes. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, but guys now that, man. yeah, shoot. Yeah. But, uh, I remember watching them compete and I had, a uh, at the time I had an IROC, but I ended up getting a, a Monte Carlo and I had like three Fosgate HX two tens in a trunk. And, uh, I went to my first DB drag show in Manchester, New Hampshire, and got my ass handed to me by a CRX, but it was a blast. I've been hooked ever since. Okay. Um, so then you stepped away. What, why did you step away? Um, let's see. Oh, or 2008, 2009. Um, mm-hmm. I had my first son and okay. the, the expense, uh, was just <laughs> too much. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, me and my wife both worked normal jobs and stuff. So it, uh, it was tough. So we retired and, uh, I actually ran a, a tire, a corporate tire chain discount or not discount, good Goodyear tires. Okay. But anyways, I had an opportunity to go to New Mexico. My dad was fixing to lose his his company, and uh, I was tired of the corporate stuff. And we went to uh, Albuquerque and uh, met back up with Andrew again after a long time and and stuff. We've been friends forever. And he introduced me to Kurt Nelson. Um, I helped Kurt. I built Kurt's blazer that won the DB Dragon 16. Andrew and Kurt flew me out just to help out and hang out with him. And that was it. When I got back, I found a, an S10 that one of Kurt's guys had. And uh, it just it's, it just snowballs from there. You know, it's just it's, it, don't miss a beat. Uh, we're out here. I have no help. My wife. Um, my wife is the best sound deadener person in the world i mean she can lay down some vibroflex double rigid she's she's good at it so but she's my hand so that's what got me back into it and uh then uh, like i said a couple years ago i got into back with or i got with the uh, incriminator and uh nick and the whole crew has been good to me um mm-hmm. so i'm here where i'm at because of them actually right now so that's what it is very cool so uh just so you know um 
I don't think you've ever been to one of my events, have you? No, sir. Not even when I did the one in New Mexico or the well, one in Vegas? He's done the New Mexico versus California. I yes. Think. Okay, so yeah, you were on the one. other side. Yeah, but I was there. But I never got a chance to – I've never had you judge – you know, judge me at in an event. So okay, um, we have to we have to fix that sometime though. So I have done spring break nationals. Uh, mm -hmm. I believe three different years. Uh, when I went out there, um, <laughs> those guys weren't ready for me. Um, oh Lord! Uh, it's it, it, it's they seem to think that I'm a tough judge. Uh, I would think the guys in California would disagree, um, but they definitely. Um, I'm fair. We'll say that. How's that? I, I'm fair. I, I, I enforce the rules across the board with everybody the same. Um, I'm not going to fudge just because your name's Andrew McCain, right? Um, Correct. I, I, I believe, Doug, you're the, you're the top DP drag judge. I, I appreciate period. that, sir. Here, uh, period. I, I'm not, I'm just stating what I believe. I truly uh, believe a fact. I've, yeah, I've, yeah, I'm, I won't elaborate in negative ways, but yeah, you're you're so, you're a great judge. So just so you know, so we got Celise uh, Harris in here. Um, we got uh, does that say Daryl Shelton? Yeah, I think that says you, you gotta watch. You gotta he's, watch he's, that guy. He started to dabble a little bit DB drag. He's really wanting to this year. But you gotta watch that guy. He's a little shady. Oh, mm -hmm. hey, I absolutely encourage anyone to dabble in any format they want. It could be USAC, it could be DB drag. Um, I don't care. I just want to see people get out, compete, have fun. Um, and like you, you have your wife involved, dude. That is so awesome. I have my kids helping me do shows since they were 10 years old. Oh, wow. So um, my daughter at 10 started helping running the computer. Um, my other daughter took over for a short time when she was around 12-ish. Uh, then my son took over when he turned like 15. Uh, wow. and he's my youngest, he's 21 now. Um, but, uh, you know, now I don't have any kids at home. So, uh, <laughs> now I have to pay the local kids to come out and try and help me. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, that, that's what I'm working on. Oh, uh, some Heather Kohler is watching. Yeah, that's my wife. <laughs> she blew I think, you uh, some kisses. I think behind any uh, world champion uh, mm -hmm. or successful, actually strike that behind any successful person. Yes. You're oftentimes going to find a very helpful and supportive wife or husband. And that spouse is typically successful as well yes. because they share so much in common. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've talked with uh, a lot of my friends about the heart of a champion, you know, and, I, I'm for those reasons. I'm I'm a huge uh, Olympic fan. I love watching the Olympics. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I um, uh, just so you guys know, I do have a plan of having Celise on here um, eventually. Um, mm -hmm. it, it'll be cool when I do get her on here. Uh, it's a it's the goal of the event. Um, because they share so much in common. I do have a plan. Sorry about that. Um, but yes, so uh, someday I'm going to have Salise on here. Uh, I do believe Wayne Harris would not be um, as successful as he is without Salise. 
I truly believe that. I think Salise is a great person. She does she does more for this organization in DB Drag specifically than anyone could ever know. Um, you know, not everybody has the same access to Wayne and Salise that I do. You know, I've been uh, dealing with them about 22 years. Uh, so, you know, not everybody has that same amount of access I do, but I, I promise you, um, anything you see happening in DB drag, it went through Celise. <laughs> so, yep. uh, uh, you know, uh, Andrew, I mean, Priscilla is, um, you know, and, and this might sound a little cheesy, but it isn't, it's true. Um, I, I would say Priscilla is central to Andrew, um, uh, Andrew came with me on a vacation to, uh, to Alaska, uh, a couple of years ago and absolutely, um, I'll tell you right now, uh, Priscilla, he, he, oh man, there's so many people trying to join Sonic FX right now. <laughs> that's, good. That's, what we want. that's what's what we want. But, uh, and then as they join, um, you know, then they can start posting comments and whatnot. Um, Anyway, I will tell you truthfully, 100%, uh, she was, she's a driving factor in him and allows him through what she does in life. Um, she allows him there to be able to so do much what in common. to do, you know, right, Andrew? I mean, without her and her support, <clears throat> there's no way you could have continually ran your business uh, in New Mexico for as long as you have. That's correct. You know, she's got a, she, she's quite successful in her own right, too. She's got a master's degree and she's been, a, you know, her, her students uh, statistically score uh, far better than uh, the other classes in her same grade and school yeah. than, uh, than her coworkers, students do. And uh, it's not a, a new thing. It's been going on for decades. So, so my wife, I'm... Um you people don't most people don't know my wife uh, andrew does obviously uh, but my wife in her county she has had except for those last two years because the covid uh, i don't know what the results are but the previous seven years to that my wife has had the highest increase in california state testing scores of any teacher in her county oh, wow. so i mean my awesome. wife's very very driven uh as andrew knows right mm -hmm. i mean she's you know she's without her i wouldn't be able to do this stuff she supports me she helps keep me grounded because um money has zero value to me as most db draggers right <laughs> <laughs> money has zero value to us but my wife is uh right on top of me making sure you know hey don't spend too much here don't do this don't do that you know um but in the same dollar amp that's all <laughs> but you know, in the in the same breath, she'd be like, "Okay, so this is what we really need," and she'll jump on board and, "Yeah, this is what we need." And, and then you tell them that you need eight of them. <laughs> That's not always an easy sell. No, you start off with one though. Yeah, um, I just seen Tiffany posted up in here. Uh, they're from Barbados. I see we also have somebody here from, uh, I think it's Australia. So, you know, we're getting all over the, all over the world. Um, just so you guys know, so now you can be uh, super famous. 
um, but no, it's it, it's really a big deal. Um, we like to share this stuff with everybody in the country, you know, in the world. You know, we're getting, um, and you guys are what we're doing this about. We want to share also how you guys, you guys have a love for this, right? Absolutely. I mean, Andrew owns a stereo shop, um, and he still gets out there, builds, and completes. <laughs> you know. Um, he, he builds for other people. He's helped. I've seen him help other people build. Uh, it's awesome. I mean, like I said, I love this stuff. So what, what do you have? Do you have any rings, Mr. Robert? Um, yeah, (laughs) I've got got a few, uh, I've got a few, um, most of my rings came back from the old USAC days at South Padre. Um, I've got a ring for every finger on my, on one hand from that, but I've got uh, a couple of USAC rings, got a Mecca ring. Um, unfortunately, uh, the only one I don't, the only one I don't have, and to be honest with you, the only one that really matters to me is DB Drag. Um, we are killing it. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey, it ain't for a lack of trying. Trust me. <laughs> I just still, I mean, I've gone against you know, Kyle Everly, you know, with Soundcheck. Oh, that, that's a tough, that tough draw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, Nick uh, Simino and, and and Patrick Lisner, those guys, when I was in no-, no Wall, those guys, you know, they're just loud. Jeremy Kramer so, just mentioned you don't have one in DB Drag because you're not loud enough. <laughs> you know, that might be true. But you know what? I, I tell you what, um, I ain't doing no 70, but I tell you what, I'm going to give them heck this year. Um, so what class are you going to be in? I'm in Super Street 1-2. Okay. Uh, I've got an 81 uh, – 81 uh, Ford Courier, um, okay. old old school Ford Courier, two 18-inch uh, war- incriminated wardens, and four 80.1s in it. Um, and believe it or not, this this gets a kick. And I'm friends with a lot of hey, Heather. Guys. What's that? Hi, Heather. He sees her walking around in the background. <laughs> um, you got to pop in, Heather. Yeah, I uh, I actually have a lot of friends with the uh, sound quality friends. Okay. The deck that I use. Is probably one of the best sound quality decks they ever made. It's uh, it's you a DRZ. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man, I fought hard to get it. Um, shit, boy, it's better I sell that, but uh, it's a Clarion DRZ 9255 copper chassis head unit. That is my burp deck, okay? So, and <laughs> that's just the 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 seriousness of how we take this and the love we mm-hmm. try to find the best we can of, of everything. You know, I know a lot of guys are doing a great job with a uh, $150 pioneer, you know, uh, Derek Haddock and his project SPL, he's just using a ch- cheap pioneer, but he's killing it, you know, but me, I'm old school. I that is my best deck. Start from mm-hmm. the, the, the signal chain. I want the best I can get. So Clarion was the way I went. I had luck with it back in the day. And that's where I'm going now. Yeah, I, I would say there's a lot of the Pioneer. There's some really good Pioneer decks out there that a lot of yes. the guys wear or use. Um, so, a, so the people that don't know, I'm going to actually do a formal introduction here for Mr. Andrew McCain. Um, this is about a minute and a half long video. I'm going to uh, watch this one. Um, you guys might want to watch this on your side monitors, whatever. But uh, so this one here... This is Andrew getting his very first ring. Um, you'll see a handful of people in there uh, that you might know. You'll see um, 
uh, Team Basic yep. Alpine, uh, Ray Choi. Uh, by the way, this uh, video is from Andy Tusher, uh, which is Booming Audio. Uh, Booming Audio, that's Andy Tusher and uh, Jeffrey Fernandez. Jeffrey's now the judge in uh, Texas somewhere. I, I don't know where in Texas. So. Um, really? Yeah. So he moved to Texas from L.A. Um, I didn't yeah, so so this video, it's poor quality, but it was from 2008. So, I mean, how good was quality? Uh, anyway, <laughs> so let's put this up there real quick. Uh, let's see here. And play. Ready, set, go. 30 seconds. So I know you should What you don't see in that video is a couple of things that was a that was a competitor i guess we could go back and look but i believe that was a competitor from greece at the italy location uh so that was uh something i was going to bring up so this was way back in the day um when we first started the it was i believe only the second year that we had a remote world finals and uh we were in laughlin nevada and they were, uh, you know what? I believe that was international. Yes, because you were the national champion mm -hmm. and you were going against somebody in a different part of the world. And the Europeans, I believe it was two o'clock in the morning for them and they were competing. So, um, yeah. True world, world finals. Yes. Um, it, it, it became prohibitive as we continued, you know, just, um, uh, I don't think it's, 
necessarily a bad thing. It would be nice to get back to it, but it's very difficult uh, because of time, you know, time of day. Uh, and when we're competing on, say, a Sunday morning, well, those guys have to be to work Monday, and it's already 3 o'clock in the morning Monday in Europe you know, when we're trying to wrap up. And so it does make it a little more difficult, but yes, um, that's part of the reason. Um, and also Wayne, uh, Josh tattoo tap, ta uh, tapping in here. Uh, if you guys don't know, Josh is out of Reno. He's a really cool dude. Um, anyway, so the, um, the world finals was truly a world finals and everybody got to do wherever they were. Um, it's difficult to do troubleshooting for technology. Um, and, and I mean, I don't know if you guys understand. So we got all this Zoom call and this stuff, right? That stuff really wasn't there at this time. <laughs> so uh, Wayne was kind of creating it as we were going. And I mean, this is, it, it was really cool technology. Um, Andrew, just another thing, uh, Andrew's helped me help Wayne by doing multiple, multiple events. We were doing what, two or three events a year, Andrew, uh, where we, it'd be New Mexico versus California or whatever. And, um, that's helped so drastically with the, um, you know, with the development, uh, on the software side. Uh, so that, that's, that's just some of the cool old stuff. You got a, you got any of your rings on Andrew? No. No, <laughs> there's some really good pictures. I went to the Yusuki website today. Oh, there's a whole pile of rings. Look at that. Come on, Rob. Don't let him one up you. Oh, no. He got way more than I'll ever have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, but yeah. So, I mean, like I went to their website today and they actually have the uh, picture of Andrew showing all his bling off with the <laughs> DB drag ring on there too. So it's got all the USAC rings across his knuckle, across his fingers, and DB drag on his thumb. Um, I, I, I don't uh, discredit any other organizations. I think all organizations have their fit, have their thing for their guys, obviously. Um, as you guys know, I am DB drag. I've been DB drag since I started this thing. Uh, I did a USAC event uh, once way back when with uh, Mike Jaffe. Awesome guy in case I don't oh, yeah. know. Have you ever met Mike Jaffe, Rob? Oh, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, he took a job. He was doing a show in Hobbs, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. During the show, he had a heart attack. Oh. A mild heart attack. My wife and another competitor ran into the emergency room where they lifelighted him to uh, Lubbock. And I finished doing the show. Me and uh, Brian Moon, who's it was his show. Um, I finished doing the show for him and then took. Uh, his money to him at the hospital to check on him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love Mike Jeff and That's Mike Jeff. He's awesome. Dude, I, yeah. I have never met anybody that did not like Mike Jaffe. <laughs> so, so me, <laughs> people absolutely hate me. Um, <laughs> they, I am a very polarizing person. The people that like me really, really like me and they would go to bat for me in anything. Um, but the people that hate me, Dude, they hate me. <laughs> well, you know, people people hate judges that yeah. follow the rules, and and 
I would rather you come to me and say, Hey, this is wrong. I, I, I can't let you run like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I would understand a, a single double point show or maybe a triple toward the beginning of the year. You got to change this. You know, I'll let you run, but you got to change it first. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way Jeremy is too. He yeah. tells me, Blunt, if I'm doing something wrong or if he sees something, he gets on me about it. But I respect that. Yep. I would rather you be honest with me than me getting surprised at finals. Mm. Oh, but I, I, that's hate, how I, I hate judges that don't follow the rules. Oh, yes. I hate judges without integrity. Um, that's anyway. Yeah. I'm not going to elaborate anymore. No, the, yeah. please don't. Leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Um, the people that know, know, right? Yeah. So, yep. It, it, no. But like I said, in general, most of the judges are very, very honest. They're going to follow the rules. They're going to be integral in all of the um, parts. Um, I just, like I said, I am such a big fan of the car audio as a whole. Uh, I know you guys are. Um, Andrew's, I mean, he was judging DB drag, you know, as a DB drag judge for quite a few years. Um, uh, he's done USAC, um, you know, as a competitor and a judge. And I really think the competitors that become judges, there are, they are really good judges. I mean, look at Jeffrey Fernandez. Um, I know Andrew knows him really well, right? Andrew, you know, I, Jeffrey. I, yeah, not really well, but I do but know him. You, yeah, you know him from the events, from world finals and whatnot. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I will tell you, um, he is really, I mean, I'm not discrediting any other judges, but you know, when I'm running a world finals event, he is very integral in, um, and I really look to him to assure that the vehicles are good. Now he comes to me with, hey, this kind of, let's have a discussion. And we have a discussion. We usually call up the other location and say, hey, this is what we're seeing. What do you guys think? And then we make a decision as a whole between the judges in the other location and the judges in our location. Um, you will very rarely see me or many of the other judges make an absolute decision on something without contacting another judge. I mean, you can ask Creamer. Um, I've talked to him about, hey, what are you seeing? I get texts from Creamer during the show season almost every weekend. Hey, Doug, this is what I'm seeing. And I'll text him, hey, Jeremy, this is what I'm seeing. What do you think? And we'll bounce things off each other. The other little Jeremy, as we call him, uh, up in uh, uh, Wisconsin, um, <laughs> He, you know, same thing with him. I'll, hey, man, here's some pictures. Uh, I don't think this is cool. What do you think? Oh, yeah, this guy called me already. And, and that's another thing, you guys. Um, if you call one judge, most of the judges know about it. So <laughs> if you call me and ask me a question or text me or something, uh, and then you call Jeremy hoping to get a different answer, <laughs> chances are you're not going to get a different answer. Uh, we talk. Yeah. You do your job. No, I, we like to think we do. Yeah. Oh, and and I'll try to keep up with Andrew a little bit. Oh, look at them. That's some little blingy blingy. <laughs> Not as many. Not as big. Hey, and um, just saying, none of those are DB drag rings. <laughs> Rub it in, Doug. Rub it in. <laughs> hey, we don't get a DB drag ring. Yeah. It ain't like it, trust me, it ain't for lack of trying out here. Well, I, 
I don't doubt that. It, you know, um, it, and I'm not, I, I honestly, I think the, all organizations have their place and they're really good. But my personal opinion, and mind you, look where I'm coming from, right? I'm a head judge for DB Drag. I think DB Drag is just head and shoulders above the other, other organizations um, when you talk about competition. Yeah. Um, you know, to tell somebody, I got a DB Drag ring. A USAC ring is awesome, and I think that's a great accomplishment. And I would never take that away from anybody. But like Andrew has on the USAC website, all USAC rings, and all I can see is the one DB Drag ring. And that one there is um you know uh, that that shows me in my opinion a uh different level of commitment i mean not 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 the commitment's the wrong word um uh, you reached a different level yeah um yeah i mean and it, it is i mean and and it, it just is i mean i've competed in every org even there's a new one that's popped up base wars okay uh, great org Mm -hmm. Great org, um, really Louisiana, um, over here in Florida, Mississippi, Alabama. He's he's doing a good job, but okay. he's trying to get to to that level. But when you when you get up there, I mean, to be honest with you, DB Drags, what any real competitor that that has worked their butts off as long as me and Andrew have, mm -hmm. that is the ring we want. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. And yeah, we're going to get every other ring we can on the way there, but that's the one we want. Yes. Uh, hey, Andrew, do you want to explain to Joshua Tattoo? He says, what are those rings for? <laughs> Would you like to tell him? Well, you he, know, just, hold on just quick, quick. So you know who Josh Tattoo is? He did my first podcast since I took this over. He's a gentleman out of Reno. He just built a car um, and he's just started competing this last year. So oh, nice. he's, he's really new, uh, and he's just absolutely loving this stuff right now. So, yeah, would you mind explaining to him about the rings? Well, the rings are, are evidence of uh, commitment, drive, you know, and, and hard work. You know, the school of MIT, you know, mistakes I've tried. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of mistakes. It's a, uh, it's a lot of help that, and patience from friends and uh, your, your spouse. Yes. It's, uh, it's success. It's just evidence of success that you've had, um, and and mistakes that you've had. Yep. So so the short version of this is it's a world champion ring, for each organization. USAC has the rings. Um, they're a little bit bigger, a little bit wider. Um, and then DB Drag has like a Jolston style ring. Um, mm -hmm. So it, um, we don't have a true world champion anymore. What we have is um, it's a uh, continental champion would be the <laughs> best way because we do South America, we do North America, they do Europe, they do Australia. So those are the different ones. Um, I would just like to mention uh, Jeremy Creamer here, in case you did not see it, said uh, you will get your ring when pigs fly, Robert. Yeah, well, if, if I didn't catch shit from him every once in a while, well, every day, um, <laughs> I would think there's something wrong with him. 
Um, but you can't help but to love the guy. No. But uh, he's just a teddy bear, ain't he? Oh, he is, man. He is. I mean, I, I love the guy to death. I really do. Um, and he's been really detrimental to um, me being able to get a little bit better every year since I've really started to meet DB Drag. I believe you meant uh, instrumental, not detrimental. He's not stopping you. No, right? no detrimental. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's a. Uh, He's been uh, he's been a big help. I've, he's he's those my vehicles in and out because if I think that I'm in a gray area, mm-hmm. I'll shoot him a picture and say, "Talk to me, tell me yes or no." <laughs> and a lot of times I've I've had to wait for him to get uh, replies back from you, the Jeremy Weber, and you, and and Ray um, to to make sure you was all on the same page. Yep. That's the commitment we expect from from you guys mm-hmm. as judges that. You know, that way everybody knows that they're on the same page. But yeah, he might be right on the pig's fine part. I might, it might be that long. <laughs> that's, uh, that's hilarious. I, I just, I, I find that, you know, J- like I said, and Jeremy's another one. His wife is a huge supporter of him at his shows. And, you know, um, you know, she's, she's a big part of him and his success in the shows also, you know. Uh, um, I, so I didn't know what you know about me, Rob, but so I really promote uh, family involvement in my DV drags. I want you to bring your kids. I want you to have your kids. As a matter of fact, right now I have a uh, young gentleman. His name's uh, Ricky Garcia. His dad, Rick Garcia, uh, he's been competing with me since the late nineties. And uh, I remember his son coming to the show three, four years old. The guy, the kid just turned, I believe he just turned 18. And he's at probably half my shows right now. And he's got a Super Street 1 to 2 vehicle that's doing 63s. Wow. So, you know, second generation DB draggers. That's freaking awesome, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. So so I I truly promote this as a family event. Um, When you come to my events... Uh, I don't cuss on the microphone. I don't uh, play music with cuss words in it. I try not to, but Pandora doesn't always, uh, you know, they don't always play the clean version of songs. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I want you to bring your kids to the show. I don't um, have, sh- you know, strippers at my shows. You know, the, uh, what's it called? Like the, you know, um, like the girls in the booty shorts and you know, I don't do that at my shows. Uh, Mike Jaffe, he used to have the um, frozen t-shirt contest at his shows. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, like I said, I totally love, um, I totally love Mike Jaffe and he's my first competition, uh, second competition. I did the um, uh, travel around Kenwood. I did a Kenwood show, my very first event. And then I did a Mike Jaffe show, which was a USAC show. And um, I definitely loved the way he presented the event. And so I used the way he presented his events in the DB drag area, right? And I think that's what makes, I I hope, mine are entertaining. Um, No, it wasn't a wet t-shirt, Josh. It was frozen t-shirt. Frozen. For a reason. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, and and Mike's thing to love the guy, mm-hmm. he loved boob hugs. Oh boy, does he ever! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he loves boob hugs, but yeah, 
No, Mike's, Mike's a great dude, like I said. And, and like, so those elements of the, his show, I didn't incorporate into mine. Um, and I would, I mean, there's half the stuff I would say that he does at his show. I could never get away with it because I'm not a dirty old man. And you can't just go, he's just a dirty old man. Right? Yeah. So I'm much younger than Mike, like half his age-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he, uh, a different time. Yes. D a different time. Um, you guys can't get away with some of the stuff and <laughs> I respect that. Um, my, uh, I try not to cuss around the kids and, and try not to at shows, especially when I know there's families around, mm -hmm. but, uh, but man, when you're with your friends and your team and, <laughs> and it's hard not to cut up and, 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 Become Mike Chaffee for a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you know, uh, he called me and told me he retired from doing car audio. And, um, you know, we actually had him on uh, the other podcast I used to do with uh, Lucky McGovern. And, uh, and he was on a short time. And he is such an old man. Uh, he couldn't figure out how to get his phone to work. I was trying to get him to turn it sideways. Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I promise you I'm going to have him back on here. Um, uh, me and Jaffe had a great time together. We did multiple shows together um, where we were at the same venue at the same time. We'd have dueling microphones. I'd be jabbing at him. He'd be jabbing back at me. Um, but and, and we would always make time every year at CES. Uh, I would come hang out with Jaffe for a while. Um, yeah. Uh, still talk to the guy on the phone. Not as much as I'd like. Um, probably only talk to him once every two or three months. But I still do call. And, hey, you still remember who I am, Mike? Just checking because you are old, getting senile. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but, no, Mike. Mike's a great dude. Uh, we will – I will have him on this show. Um, speaking of which – so we got about 15 minutes left, roughly. Uh, let's start with you, Rob. Why don't you, so this podcast here, we really want to kind of focus in on some of the uh, mistakes you guys might have made coming up. And I know that being as long as you guys have been in this, there's probably a list much longer than we have time for. But what are some of the big mistakes that you might be able to share with uh, people that are listening to the podcast or watching us live right now? What kind of mistakes to help them so they wouldn't make a that same mistake? I think, and it's something that really sticks out to me big time, and I see it a lot. It drives me nuts. And I don't know that I've ever done it. I know I've never done it intentionally, mm -hmm. is I see people asking questions and somebody will put in a comment uh, about how to, to do something or fix something or rules or whatever. And they're giving false information. That is the worst thing you could do to any newcomer is give them false information on purpose. And I see it all the time. It, it, I fight myself because I'm very blunt. I don't have a filter. My filter gets broke quite a bit. And I, I want to say something and be that guy, but I try not to because I don't want to take, I don't want to hurt the, what 
you know, what we're trying to do here, bring everybody mm -hmm. into this, but that's the biggest thing, but mistakes I've made trial and error, you know, I mean, it's, it's crazy. The, the trial and error, trial and error is, is, is the biggest thing you can do. So I, I wouldn't say trial and error is a mistake. I said that's a trial and error. Yeah. You learn so much. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking like, you know, um, did you show up to a show and forget to hook up your RCAs? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mecha know. finals, mecha yeah. finals this year. Um, I was going against Hank Beach's Fiorino. That little thing is loud. Yes. Mecha M4. We was only allowed 10,000 watts. Now that you got to take out your subwoofer, your cone area on that 10. So I was at 94 and change. So I think I could have beat him. I think not sure, but I had the numbers to beat, beat him. Um, but I was testing, gotten in lanes and forgot to turn my volume click up. So I didn't have the full volume roll. I had a screen at the time. Mm -hmm. That's another reason I went back. And as I reached across, I hit the shuffle button. Oh, that's a big one. And it played a 10 to 100 sweep. And I lost the sub. Mistakes. Um, Gorman and Bose preached to me constantly on this. Do your routine. Don't let mm -hmm. nobody talk to you. Tell people to get away from you. Pay attention to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Because one volume click can take away a world championship that quick there goes that ring right yep gone <laughs> so i will tell you something i have seen in that uh mindset uh people actually put a laminated piece of paper on top of their uh, remote head unit you know their podium and it has a checklist on it and they set that up behind their car and go through that checklist and then they give me the thumbs up i'm ready to go so see uh, some some I could try, you know, to, to go through a checklist. I'm usually pretty adamant about it. Mm -hmm. Probably because I'm so stinking nervous. After all these years, my hands still shake. I mean, it's, it's terrible. But uh, it's that's something that's good advice. I might I might have to do that. Give me a checklist. I usually do it mentally, but mm -hmm. obviously I'm getting old too, and my, my <laughs> mentally ain't working so good. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Andrew? Any um, kind of, you know, uh, mistakes that you could help somebody avoid possibly well probably the most embarrassing mistake that i didn't i was oblivious to um another world champion didn't tell me that it was a mistake but he was pretty kind in the beginning uh, uh i met this wonderful guy named gabe sanchez back in uh 1997 mm -hmm. i believe 96, maybe. Um, no, excuse me. My, my years are all off. Well, you're getting old, too. No, that's it's not that old. No, I'm sorry. I'm getting a decade off. So wow. it was 2006 or 2007. Okay. And um, I had uh, I had screwed around and competed a little bit just locally. And uh, I was uh, trying to just be quick and easy. I'm trying to run a business, too. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and I, I actually wanted my box to look nice. So I, I took, uh, you know, the speaker box carpet mm -hmm. and I, I, I lined the inside of my box with speaker box carpet uh, <laughs> where you could see inside the port. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was, uh, and, and, and Gabe is, is Gabe Sanchez, um, who, who also has world championships and world records, uh, okay. at least at the time, um, was looking at it with me and I was showing him and I, I didn't know enough about it to even be embarrassed. I'm but embarrassed. Proud. I know now, but, um, you know, we need that, that cord and the inside to be as smooth as, mm-hmm. uh, you know, smooth as a baby bottom. And, uh, yeah. it was definitely rough, you know, with that carpet in there. So that was certainly a mistake, but I think, uh, the biggest mistake that others have helped me learn how to avoid, um, Kyle Weatherspoon, um, who's also a mm-hmm. DB drag world champion and multiple times. He, he, he worked with, uh, directly, he and Scott Owens worked directly on, uh, both of their vehicles, but, yep. um, with Pioneer. Me, if I'm going to talk to you, you have to do what I say, you know, you have to listen to me. And, uh, Probably one of my bigger mistakes was not listening to other people that were giving me advice that, you know, I, I, I didn't, I felt like I could do it a, a cheaper or a faster way. You know, I was probably like a lot of other people starting out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this, uh, I'm going to make this whole car audio thing on fire with my new techniques, right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I, and then of course I'm, <clears throat> You know, I'm asking, I was asking this one guy, this was back in 2006. Uh, I uh, Actually, Greg Cobbs, another multi-time world champion mm-hmm. from the early 2000s, maybe even the late 90s. I said, uh, so what do I need to do? You know, I was looking for that cookie cutter approach, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, show me the path, just put me on it and I'll, I'll go there. <laughs> and not understanding that you got to make your own way and, you know, it's, every, every situation's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so we got a, a couple minutes left here. Um, we're going to open up to questions. Remember it takes a couple minutes for them to come through cause they could be as far back as two minutes behind. Uh, one of the questions here though, I did see that I liked, uh, Tristan Paris, uh, from Barbados. Um, he chimed in and want to know, he said specifically Andrew, but I'm sure it's for both you, Rob and, and Andrew. Um, <clears throat> what was the feeling you had when you won your first ring, Andrew? It was really exciting, really, you know, that, and, and I think he asked something about, um, what was my favorite event also? Is that right? Uh, I, I did not see that one, but this is one, <clears throat> but yeah, you can elaborate on that however you want, sir. Yeah, that was in, in 2008. In fact, uh, I had, uh, that was the second time I think I had met you, Doug, right? Because you had come out. I believe out so. Before. Yes, sir. Uh, I needed a certified event. Yeah. And I stayed at your house. Yep. First yep. time I met you, stayed at your house. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised. Yep. But uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a tremendous amount of fun. But my first world championship in, uh, in Laughlin, Nevada was certainly... Um, one of the most meaningful because you know we had i was not the loudest i I know that for a fact um i'm I'm drawing a blank dr dr matthew miller and uh dr walrus right wasn't he team walrus you know i don't know i just knew him as dr matthew miller uh, doc Mm -hmm. miller yep um and uh dentist yep and i met him uh 
I met him a few years later there at DB Drag World Finals at a different one. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, to make a long story short, you have to finish the race if you're going to win it. And uh, I had a good, reliable, durable system. Not the most in the world, but, you know, at that time, I, I, I didn't break. And uh, when we went against, um, when I was going against the guys from uh, Greece at the Italy location, we, uh, everybody there from Mexico and Canada said, do you want us to get on top of the vehicle, you know, to try and contain, you know, stop the vibrations and get it louder. And I'm like, why not? You know, it's, <laughs> it, it can't hurt, you know, right. I, I, and they wanted to participate and enjoy it so much. So everybody jumped on, we went for the, we, we fired off for the first world championship. And then of course, um, we tied yes. down to the 10th of a DB. And uh, there was a delay, you know, back then the internet mm -hmm. was 3G speeds maybe. And uh, and so we had five minutes for a rerun, right? Mm -hmm. And so I didn't leave the lane. I was just charging up at a stinky 1987 Astro van. And uh, I had already reconed my speaker about 30 minutes prior. Um, and I was, I was uh, checking the cone to see if it was okay. And you were right behind me, Doug. And you asked me, uh, you know, is it okay? And I said, I don't even know why I'm checking this speaker because I can't do anything about it. I've got five minutes. I remember uh, that. And then uh, seven or eight minutes had rolled by. And you said, Andrew, Andrew, come over here. He says, uh, you know, it's seven or eight minutes had gone by. Um, the rule is they have to be in the lane in, in five mm -hmm. minutes and they have to run. And he says, do you want that world championship? And I said, yeah, I want it, but... I really don't want it like that. You know, let's give them, let's, let's just wait another minute or two. And uh, sure enough, uh, we could see on the little tiny screen, because uh, it was, you know, data. Um, they right. pulled in about, I think they pulled in about eight or nine minutes later. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I said, no offense, but everybody off the van, because we had actually, that, that had tanked our score when we tied them. And uh, so we uh, got everybody off. I fired off. Um, they fired off. They, um, I think he lost about. No, he. It said he did a one sixty point zero is what he said, and you did a one sixty point one. That's so what I the did video a, did. I did a really. Yes, uh, that's the video we just watched. I remember. Um, I thought it was a sixty seven two, and I did a sixty seven on the tie. Oh, sixty seven point zero. And then yeah. you, I, I swore it said 67.1. But anyway, that was the video we just watched. So, yeah. And then we jumped back up to like 67.1, 67.2. Yeah. And he couldn't, and he tied the same score, 67.0 again. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you jumped up and ended up winning that. Yep. Okay. Hey, well, so, so Mr. Collier, what's your favorite event? What's your, um, what did it feel like winning your first drink? Um, feel like when it's the uh, it's just it was the 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 accomplishment the first ring was just it was of course i was happy i mean it's just anybody would be but it's like everything you you really work your butt off you put your family out to the side a little bit sometimes most time mine's with me but it was always the that win made all that worthwhile and then my favorite event um Actually, my favorite event was was probably the Spring Break Nationals. The last year they had it when I drove all the way out here because that was the uh, the the move, the start to the move to Florida. 
So that is my favorite event. And, right and you, you went out there with a purpose and accomplished it, right? And that's, that's the whole thing. You know, we, anybody that's listening is new, finish what you start. Don't get discouraged. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and for all of us old guys, please, please help out the young guys because that's the only way this thing's going to last. Mm-hmm. Help the young guys, give them honest answers and knowledge. Hey, so so we're real close to out of time right now. Um, I want to tell you guys once again, hey, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. I think you guys did a great job. Um, next week, we're going to have, or sorry, uh, so I'm going to be out of town next week. So uh, on Thursday, we're going to be doing CJ DeWitt, that guy. So he was, I believe, 16 years old when he won his ring for base race. Uh, and I'm trying to get on the guy he was going against, which was 16 years old. Also, uh, CJ, uh, CJ DeWitt versus hoodie M, uh, in the 2016 world finals base race for 29, two 16 year olds. That's how much it, uh, I mean, anybody can compete, um, people listening and watching. I just want to encourage you to compete in a car audio competition, uh, go out, have fun. Uh, that's what this whole thing's about. Just participate. Um, don't go there just to demo. Participate. These people that put on these events, these stereo shops and whatnot, they put on these events for to bring people here. They love you demoing, but just participate. Even if it's Cyclone or Base Race or USAC. Don't worry what organization you get involved in. Go in. Go have fun. Meet some people. These people from all walks of life have the same love for car audio that you do. So um, that's all I can tell you guys for right now, but tune in again Thursday and we're going to have CJ DeWitt and hopefully I can get hoodie on here, but right now we're just going to have CJ DeWitt and we're going to talk about how car audio has done for him. He has stepped away. He's going to college right now. But we'll talk about him on uh, Thursday. Once again, I want to thank Rob Collier, not Kevin, and uh, Andrew McCain for being with me today. And we were going to be out. Whoa, whoa.